Oh. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh. Seems promising. Three, two, one. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe again. <laughs> so bad. It just like stopped for a second. Oh. That was amazing. Okay. Is it our anniversary show? I'm back, baby! Happy anniversary. I, I believe it is. I think, it, I think, well, something like that. I think we're on number 51, which I don't know if that counts then, if it's been, I think it's like date anniversary, but we haven't had enough shows technically, but we've been doing this a year. Ooh. Nice work, man. It's been gone a while. It's been fun. Congrats. Had a couple Congrats nice messaging. Couple nice messages yesterday of people that were when I said we weren't gonna have a show. They were like, "What am I gonna do with my Tuesday?" Oh, like, nice, nice, very nice. Well, here we are, back again. Here we are after a week up. Mm-hmm. I had a little How vacation time. Off? It's my first vacation, significant vacation since okay. 2019. So yep. that's why we didn't record because I wasn't in the country. But it was nice. Excellent. Um, saw some family from different countries too, which was nice. Ah, cool. And Ricky kept things going here. He ran the mill the whole time I was gone. So that's always, that was a new awesome. experience for both of us. Go, Ricky. Mm hmm. Were you on was, remote remote support at all or things ran? I, there was one, a couple things that I kind of like followed up on after the fact that he broke a tool. I mean, the more the machine just broke a tool on, let's see, it was roughing the rough main roughing tool and it's a shrink fit so you can't just like replace mm. it is it moving around Ooh. it's following you yeah the camera's following you <laughs> around the room that's delightful <sighs> i've got a small view of you above for some reason too i don't know what that's about oh there it goes <laughs> so i had to because i had we'd gone through a few processes of like all right you're gonna have to change to the warm-up routine right warm-up yeah. program and then you're gonna have to change to the program we're running so the one and done operation for the risers for the pedestals and i that was a step in itself because he'd always just run the machine like i'd set it up and he pushed go got to the end uh, okay. change it yeah. and it's just not intuitive so that went fine he figured that out just fine was warming it up did two days worth broke tool four and I get this message, he's like, it's all going good, except for I broke a tool. <laughs> and so luckily I had bought a second shrink fit tool holder for that tool because every time I break it, it, it causes roughly like a half an hour downtime because I like heat it up with a torch and it's all hot. And then I put it back together. It's still hot. And I feel like it measures off a little bit when you go to cut with it again. And also the tool is just hot. So mm -hmm. I don't cut with it right away again. And so I was like, well, I'll just have a backup in case that happens. And luckily I did and it was set up. So all I had to do was measure it. So I had to, from oh, memory, write the process of how you measure the tool, <laughs> put it in, go back to the program. And, and I did pretty well. He, it, he kept going through the rest of the next like three or four days. And that's what he's doing right now. So we have a new process, which is nice. It's like it ripped the bandaid off. Awesome. of like, Ricky needs to run the mill. Yeah. <laughs> Ripping band-aids off is good. Um, yeah. What do you mean? Does the process? Does the the mill can it not measure its own tools? Does it not have a like a touch off thing? It does. It's not okay. And maybe how our Fanuc flavor is integrated, we added the measuring tool, but it was actually the Renishaw probes were kind of what would you say 
kind of already integrated into YCM's control interface. Mm. But you have to go to like a button called custom one, which we've now labeled probe. And then have to know which buttons to push to get to the certain length measurement. You have to, you know, in particular, we had an employee that had broken, had a lot of experience and he broke the table probe on accident his first day because he didn't type in the tool number or tool length right. So it just right through. Ouch. Thought it would update on its own and it doesn't. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you just have to be very careful, unfortunately. Mm. So anyway. Cool. That's. Cool. It's been going pretty well, I guess, otherwise. And how are you? How, how was your last two weeks? Ah, uh, yeah. No, it was fun. I want a holiday. It was. It, it went pretty quickly in a bit of a blur. It was kind of nice to have an extra week off editing mm. and editing this. But otherwise, yeah. Fine. Not much to report. I feel like the last two weeks have just been very short. We have had a public mm. holiday couple year or at least one public holiday because of East. So we've had short weeks and I've had a bunch of yeah. like extra extracurricular stuff with my kids' kinder and things. Mm. And my work days have been quite <laughs> compressed. Sure. So I feel like I'm just getting through the bare minimum. We've been, we've been doing some more work on our organizational structure and Sarah sent through the, the current like organizational org mm-hmm. chart the other day. And it's got my names in three jobs. I'm like, yeah, that's Ooh. why I feel like I'm doing a shit job of everything. So I'm trying to do three jobs badly all at the same time. <laughs> mm. That's gonna um, that's gonna play into something that I have to talk about too. <laughs> but otherwise, things are going pretty well here. We we had a great month of sales in March. Aaron's really holding everything together on the custom quoting sales point of view, which is fantastic. And web sales are probably the worst they've ever been right now. So I think we've really, we've finally crashed off the back of our mm. digital ad spend cutoff. And we've hit a new low in terms of web sales. And so we're scrambling a little bit at the moment as to what the hell to do about that. Do we like hold firm and stretch it longer and come up with alternatives? Or do we go mm. crawling back to the, the land of hold Google firm. and Meta? Or Johnny had a great idea the other day. He's been renovating his house and he's been using Pinterest a lot as a user. Yeah. And he was showing me the mobile app, which I haven't used a great deal, and like just how ads show up in Pinterest and sort of they're quite tasteful, they're very targeted, and there's people in there looking for specific things and then being served ads for those things. So maybe oh. Pinterest ads are in our future. We'll look at that. But yeah. Seeing things are all right. All right. We had another open studio last weekend. That was really nice. Oh, wow. Just another day of meeting locals and people who are coming for a sticky beak again. That was our final one for the festival. And just really nice. The, the, the pencil sharpener was the star attraction for all of those. Like, I didn't need to be here. Everyone was just wanted to, like, stand in front of the pencil sharpener and ooh and ah here at the glass. Oh, what's happening in there? Well, it's um, got googly eyes on it now. How could you not <laughs> stare? I, I took those off. They were annoying me. This isn't serious enough. Well, every time I like reached me. in to like change something or adjust something, I was like, "There's a funny googly eye in my way." <laughs> They're so enormous. They're a hazard. I'm just annoyed. Our compressor, the one fell off, and it just had one sense. So, like, I'm always like, "I should fix that," and then it makes me laugh still, and I'm that. like, "It still works." I love the the. 
the Cyclops compressor. <laughs> but the Open Studios were a really good thing, and it was just nice to be in a space that was quite unsalesy. Like, mm. it was nice to be in a space with people, humans. What do you say? What's your word? Interfacing with humans? <laughs> Interface with humans now. It was nice to interface with humans with not being in a sales mode at all, just kind of a curiosity mode of like, yeah, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And yeah. Nice to meet you. Bye. Like, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be, we, the, the only time we ever did that is when we moved into the shop, we had a open house of, of kind mm. of, we invited some people, friends and family and clients and vendors and. Cool. It went really well, and we should probably do it again, but I, it's just like, I kind of forget about some of those things because of the three years of everybody I know. wanting to stay away from each other. So um, Yeah, I found, I found it quite validating of like having external people in there and seeing, seeing it through their eyes for a moment, and it's, quite, it's like, mm. oh yeah, we do have great machines, and we've built an amazing space, and but it's yeah. kind of a moment of like, yeah, it's not. It's nice. Make make feel nice. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Make feel nice. That's a black books quote. Oh, what then? Speaking of make feel nice, how is vacay? Vacay, as they say. Vacay. Vacay. <laughs> it's great. Uh, warm weather place that I'd been to in the past, and it's closer to the equator. It's just check it. Yeah, just nice. Nice to not really be concerned about the pandemic anymore. And mm-hmm. in that regard of for us, it wasn't, we didn't feel concerned and yeah, just had been a really long time of getting to relax in that way. So it's, it was good. And I think there's always, there's always for me, it's ramped up maybe worse this time than previous times that the week leading up to leaving, even on like smaller, you know, like holidays or things where I'm going to be gone. Somebody else is working for a while. Without mm. me, it's just so stressful for me still. And I I am immediately aware of all of the ways that I've failed to do the what e right? Of like creating replicable <laughs> processes, documentations. Mm. I'm particularly stressed about like having pre-order products still not shipped and feeling like that's weird to take a vacation during. But that said, it's Ricky did about all we could have done more i suppose if i was here but like we did a great job he's packaged most everything up that needs to be packaged and thinking about how like what's what needs to go you know what's left and so we're only a few steps away from really shipping that stuff so it it just you know i always have this recounting it's almost like good for it to be more regular i'm sure my wife would agree to take more vacations if we can and that it becomes more, it becomes less of a stressor to to disconnect and leave. And I think selling products has really relieved some of that. Like the whole time I was gone, I was I happened to be like walking around in the city where and and got a notification because my phone was still working there, and it <laughs> said we had a sale of CNC product, and I was like, all right, that's you know usually it's like always a great feeling, but I was like especially like oh man, this is different because the last time I'd gone on a vacation, we didn't really have products to sell like that. And if we did, they couldn't be shipped till I got back because I did all the shipping before. Mm. So this time mm-hmm. it was like, 
we sold products and it's going out you know it's like it was such a different feeling of like all right well at least that that feels good and so we did have a pretty decent amount of sales while i was gone which is nice and i it's only hopefully going to continue to grow in that way we have a bunch of new things in the works probably in the next week we'll have quite a few new things to start selling so that feels great and ricky's really helping to like He's, he's pretty good at the packaging side of things, of thinking how things go in boxes. And like, mm. I'm kind of dealing with a lot of the, the beginning, and then he kind of takes it and, all right, well, we need a box for this. And what are we going to do about that? And organizing how it's stored on shelves and stuff that I'm just kind of like, ah, it needs to go somewhere. But mm. he takes the last few steps there. So that's, yeah, lots to do, lots to figure out still with leaving, but good all around. Worked out okay. Mm, fantastic. It's good. Glad to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, very good. Yeah. So what are, what are you gonna what are you gonna do about that e-methyl <laughs> chart? Well, I've made them before, but you saying that and then <laughs> thinking about it since I got back, I we talked this morning when I we both got in, and I was saying I think I think we're definitely gonna be hiring this year. Cool. Definitely one person, maybe two. I don't know. It just depends on how things go, but it's like. There's just a huge amount of dealing with, boy, I don't know, like ordering things and packaging and shipping and also running machines and stuff. So I think I think my first step is probably to make a list of tasks and then maybe categorize them into maybe try to collect them into roles, I guess, like mm. hireable things rather than like it just feels like this giant list of things that doesn't yeah. really fit any single type of person traditionally. Like yeah. machinists don't usually do shipping and procuring too. You know? <laughs> so I don't know. Do you have yeah. any thoughts? Like do you, do you split yeah. roles into weird groupings or is it always pretty defined? What's, no, I think it's like at, at the scale both of us are still operating at. I think it's important to know what those roles are, but then just assume that they're going to get squished together as well. So, you know, in the same way that I've got three roles with my name on them, like mm-hmm. someone you hire might end up with two roles, like work. I mm-hmm. think it's great to establish, clearly establish what you want someone to do and so that they come in knowing how to succeed. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, what's important about the job and what they're going to do and what, how, what are the things they need to do to do that job well. But then, yeah, like I think it's totally acceptable for small micro businesses to be like, yeah, yeah these are the the two roles that we're, yeah. you know, we're not big enough to have you just doing this bit of it. So you'll do this and this. And I think most, you know, most people who want to work for a business like ours will be up for that. You know, it's part of the attraction, I think, of working for a small business. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. What's the hiring it's hard for- market like over there? Because like, it's still pretty tricky. It's been a long time since I've hired, but as far as I understand by, like, big numbers, macro numbers, it's still, we have a huge shortage of mm. basically hireable people. And But I, I was listening to some art, like, radio story about that and i didn't really finish listening to it but it was just basically like there's not enough people to hire and there's low employment numbers so it's like not 
you know, not a lot of people are unemployed and it's almost like there's just like not enough people or something, or like maybe people were working two mm. jobs or something before. I don't know what the story is, but I don't know. I don't, I think I'm confused on a lot of it because it, when I first started hiring 2018, it just felt like, all right, I need a person to help run the CNC machine and you should also know some fusion. And it was like just that, you know, like that's all yeah. that I felt like I needed. And now it's, um, well, it just feels nebulous between hiring as well mm. and just in general. Like it felt like it's changed a lot as well as like what is the role that I'm trying to hire for or potentially, you know, as we start to grow some of these things. Because Ricky is definitely tackling a lot of tasks and then I was gone and it was immediately clear that I have somewhere between three and 19 roles at the time, you know, like (laughs) and Ricky was like, he messaged me after a couple of days and was like, so... I realized that you're doing a lot more than you probably should be doing. And this is, I'm not going to get all this done. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not expecting you to get, you know, it's kind of a list of all the things you could work on, as well as like keep up on the emails when people email us. And that's like a job in itself, you know? Yeah. Need a robot. The robots are coming. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the old chart stuff's been good for us. That's been a really beneficial exercise. For everybody, of more clearly defining what each of us are responsible for and where the overlap is and who can back who up if someone's out, like who's going to cover that role and finding where the gaps are in that. And yeah, that whole game of working all of that out has been great and really beneficial, I think. Sorry. 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 Go ahead. I was just going to say, the only little concern that niggles at me sometimes is, which is just something we're working out, is by clearly defining everyone's role and giving everyone very clear sort of, well, KPIs, which we've got now. Oh. I'm, I'm just aware that we need to be careful not to set up an environment where people are kind of, for want of a better expression, like competing with each other. Like we need to ensure that everyone's out to help everyone else on the team yeah. work towards a bigger goal. Whereas when you sort of, when you, as we've started to sort of silo everyone off into separate roles and responsibilities, there's, you could easily end up in a spot where like you end up with repetitive sort of activities that are unhelpful to each other. So yep. it's sort of something that's been bearing on my mind of like, cool, how do we create this nice culture where everyone knows what they're doing, but they're also out looking out for each other and helping each other as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. been a little challenge that's popped up. And it's like, we're not in a bad spot in that in any way. It's just something that's kind of on my radar. It's like, I don't want to get there. <laughs> I want to make sure that yeah. we don't get to that bad place and that we stay sort of a happy, healthy, helpful business. But uh, yeah been interesting we had a a competitor of ours visit yesterday yesterday this week so years ago when we started doing when we were converting to shopify and someone was helping us do a bit of seo like keyword research this company in sydney popped up called so what two t's w-a-t-t who, who i'd never heard of and i was like oh wow these guys are doing cool stuff with birch blind making interesting plywood product anyway it's a kind of Turns out, you know, on paper or on Google, they're our 
probably our like closest competitor mm. in Australia. And I chatted to them. I engaged with them on Instagram and had a bit of a chat and like we chatted SEO a little bit and it sort of became apparent that they've played like a, a really strong, long SEO game for many years. That's mm. where a lot of their focus has been online. Uh, it's yep. like they don't do, they don't do any digital ads. They just put all their effort into sort of SEO improvement, and it really comes across in their website. Like it's a everything about their website. Like Jay and I are often sort of trolling their website, going, "What? I wonder what." It, so, what are doing in this respect? Like, what's their game? Because those guys are doing a great job. There's like always a joke Google, at the end of that, right? Like, but so what? <laughs> like when you Google plywood pegboard they always rank really highly like even against bunnings which is like the mega like home depot sort of yeah store anyway those guys were down in our area so they dropped in for a shop tour and it was just really nice to have someone who yes you could technically call a competitor but come into our workshop have absolutely no qualms about talking shop showing each other talking to each mm -hmm. other about each other's businesses sharing struggles about hoop pine and finishing and like it was just a really nice thing to do like we both have the sense that there's plenty of work for each other we're in separate hmm. capital cities state state capitals and it's just like it's just yeah it's cool so i'll put a link to their website in the show notes but they make nice stuff um, a small merger yeah Smell merger. Well, we'll we'll we're bemoaning the lack of <laughs> high quality Australian plywood, and we're like, <laughs> the the joke came up at one point of like, do you guys want to go in on a plywood factory because there's you know, there's room oh. for improvement in this. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that was good. It was nice. Yeah. Did you hear that? My uh, no? phone what decided happened? to beep at me. I don't know. Just that whole content that I don't know. It beeped, and then I thought <laughs> you were doing a noise off of that. No. It's gone very quiet there. Yeah. Can you hear me? To lunch. Yeah. Oh, it's in a weird quiet cycle of a mill right now. Oh. He's hobbling huh, cool. the router. We did get a new machine before I left. And it's still been sitting. I posted a couple videos about it, but I bought a laser cutter oh, three weeks ago now. And it came within a week, which was kind of cool because it came from California. Cool. It's an import. I think it's Chinese made from a company that imports them to the States and, you know, a few other Insta machines yeah. people that have yeah. them called Omtech. And I bet cool. we'd be using it, but it just didn't really make sense to race into it right before I left. Mm. And then Ricky had plenty to do. So I think my end of my day time will probably be connecting the exhaust out and then i still don't know how the power setup's gonna work but hopefully it's not that complicated because i don't have that planned at all but it replaced we got rid of our shapoko because we really weren't using yep. it and replaced cool. that same spot with a co2 laser cutter so we're gonna make packaging and awesome um, that's really our, our main priority for it right now is we more and more needing inserts and Mm. things to protect pieces and i mean just we had one job i think i might have said this recently that we had like at least a hundred pieces of, of an aluminum job to package and send to a customer and ricky spent probably a couple hours cutting out pieces of cardboard to package it up and that was the last straw for me i was like i this is silly like a person doesn't need to cut 
cardboard. I mean, sure, a couple times every once in a while, but just for the amount of, like we've been outsourcing that to a friend who has a laser cutter and just okay. from yeah, okay. selling other things and other tools we weren't using, I was like, I think this makes sense to cool to buy. So it was pretty affordable and I think we're just going to keep needing more and more of that kind of thing. So mm. yeah. How's See it, how it goes. What's is it like one of those metal boxes with a like nine hundred by six hundred sort of envelope ish? How big is it? Yeah, twenty I don't know. I should know. Six hundred by nine hundred, I wanna say. It's just twenty four by thirty five bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. Sounds about right. Not a lot of Z travel. Like yeah. it's five just under six inch travel. It's not yeah. like crazy fast. It's just kind of like a middle of the road kind of thing, but it was like Forty-six hundred dollars. Cool. So I'm not expecting Just rocket science. I'm forty-six hundred. Very oh, affordable. Wow. Okay. Very affordable. Um, awesome. Has a chiller, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I the last time I used a laser cutter, I was in university. And <laughs> it was a universal laser that was thirty grand or something, and it was just mm. abused to to all hell because nobody knew how to use it or clean it. Nobody cared. So it's been a long time and it'll be really interesting to like, I don't know. I have a few ideas of not products necessarily, but we've already been like, oh, we need to make a little insert for this product because it always, you know, mm. always have to like pack paper in and yeah. Cool. I can't wait to see what you do with that. Like, <laughs> I feel like your way of working, your design brain and you, the time you invest in solutions will yield some really nice results with a laser. I hope so. Cool. I hope so. Ricky is super excited, I think, because, mm. you know, forever we've, for, you know, even just job shop jobs, we've always used pieces of cardboard or cardstock or something to kind of package stuff up. And even just some simple, like, I guess you'd call them like package branding. So, like, we have plain boxes that are white that we put the risers in. They're just kind of plain in the box. And normally I think we'd throw some kind of label on it. But I, I was like, well, we could just do a little etching, put the box in there and etch it real quick. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, also, it is good for, I'm told by a friend who runs a laser company, eating off the CO powder coating off of metal. So, like, our duck towers are powder coated. Yeah. So, we're probably going to brand those with some little bit yeah. of engraving. See how that goes. So, cool. Yeah. Should be fun. I'm excited to play with it. It's been yeah. a long time. That's cool. Yeah. This makes makes me want one even more. <laughs> I've noticed it's more little... people fitting the what is it the OPT laser the laser <laughs> that Grimsmore just got that runs JP, natively JP's? with a mass masso control. Noticed a few more people OPT lasers, yeah, running those lightly, and they've got the, like the little magnetic mount, so you just like put the plug on the side of your you know CNC router spindle, and then the laser yep. just goes. Thunk. On and off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty cool. Got me yeah, thinking about putting for sure. one on something again, but for that sort of money that you just spent, that's like... Yeah. I consider those... I, I think the wattage is so low that I just mm. didn't want to combine it. There's something about it being on a machine that cuts dust things that just freaks me out too about laser <laughs> fire making. Dev- it just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't, It didn't yep. feel right to me. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to see, see what that can do. But I told a friend who I actually started my original business with, like my good friend. I was like, I think I've fulfilled all of my like 
university school dreams of having a shop now. I was like, the laser cutter mm-hmm. was like my dream machine back then because we could make <laughs> architectural models so easy with it. We're just cutting them by hand. And then I started playing with CNC routers and was like, oh, that's going to be sweet. Someday I want to get one of those. And then like happened to get a 3D printer and that really seemed like a new revelation. And now the laser cutter, I'm like, I, I don't need anything else. I'm good. That's all I need. <laughs> you heard it here first. Justin doesn't need anything else. Tell me, stumble into five axis, I guess. <laughs> yeah, cool. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm one of my things on my to-do list is planning next year's budget, which rolls over in a couple of months. So it's oh, yeah, that time of the year there. where I get to fantasize about what tools I might be able to sneak in, hopefully get mm-hmm. a laser back on the list. And yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. What would you, what would your laser use be like? What would you want to make with it? I just want to engrave things, to be honest. Sure. Because we've got the knives on Trinity, I don't, you know, that takes care of packaging and cutting sort of thin softer materials. So pretty much every idea I have for laser is around engraving. And maybe, maybe cutting acrylic. Be nice to be able to Mm. cut acrylic with a smooth Mm -hmm. edge rather than a machined edge. Butter. Yeah, that's about it, really. Branding opportunities on parts. Yep. Yeah. And they have some fourth axis add-on you can get with this company. That oh, definitely yeah. is interesting. I haven't thought of any good reason yet why we need that, but um, mm. yes. Yeah, cool. How will you drive that out of Fusion? What's the programming plan? <laughs> Not there yet? It can do, it can do images... Uh, back when I was in school, somehow we could run off the PC. We would open Rhino and just use oh. the layers. And those would mean different uh, power yeah. settings. I don't that's think right. that's how we'll do it now. I don't know, though. I haven't, I, it okay. comes with some software called Lightburn, which I've heard is pretty normative in the world of laser yeah. cutters. And then it can use USB stick or I'm probably going to run Ethernet to it and... I think it works like a printer driver, potentially. I'm probably not accurate. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it's easy. <laughs> I'm just imagining like trying to send a, an A4 like laser print out and sending it to the wrong the wrong printer. Oh, people used to do that all the time in the architecture school. They would print like drawing sets to the laser printer and it would like cut on the ruler because it was too big <laughs> that you like line stuff off on. That thing was just... A disaster. <laughs> Hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Jealous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any new product, products cooking? Definitely. We're going to be yeah doing a lot more like... We've been selling tool holders that we've been reselling, and those have been going really well. Yep. So I kind of spurned me into the idea of... We've had people ask about collets. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've been doing some research, and I found a couple different sources for those that... We're kind of finalizing kind of relationships so we can make that work and cool opens up a huge opportunity i think for just a lot more of that kind of stuff we're kind of viewing ourselves more like a, a solutions provider i don't think we'll ever be like a proper like tool vendor where we have like a bunch of different cnt tools and maybe i don't know we'll see mm. for now it's it's kind of like centered around things that really help people with cnt routers that are hard to find on your own or maybe overpriced from certain sources yeah. that you haven't been able to find reliably. And so I have a few other like unique new con not 
completely new concepts with things that we would make and sell to that we're working on. But in the short term, I think it's going to be sport tooling opportunity, tooling, mm, resale cool. stuff. So, yeah, I have a little experience with that. Not a lot, but it's not rocket science. I'm yeah. For what I've my experience has been so. Mm, cool. Yeah, that's yes. what I was going to ask you before the heat shrink tool that you, Ricky snapped. Yep. Why are you using heat shrink over like uh, collets? Is it because it's cool? Go on, tell the truth. Oh, it's definitely cool. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to try one when we first got the mill. Yeah. And what there's two things that I think are really interesting about it is theoretically the runout should be better. You don't have multiple objects. It's just one shaft you put the tool in. Yeah, right? And the grip, I don't know the numbers, but the grip strength is really great because it mm -hmm. literally is too small for it to fit in. And I know, I know the, like, the principles of why it should be better, but like... Oh. Did you... Why am I doing it? Why are you doing it? Like, did you find issues with an ER setup and you're like, oh, this tool needs to be... Trump I just really wanted to try better. it, and it was yeah. really affordable to start to try out. It was like a hundred dollar okay. some tool holder, and and it works really nicely for like my thought was I'm not going to do a lot of these, but like this one tool in particular, I thought of is like we need really good grip on like a roughing tool because it takes a lot of force. Okay. It's like the the main rougher, and then it's tapered at the nose, so you can really fit it into a lot of places nicely. Oh, yeah. And nice. I don't yeah. know. Don't cool. have a lot of great reasons, cool. but it is a little bit of a pain in the ass to change when you need to. So that was the you reason to just get another one. Like, you don't have like the induction cooker heat thing. The five thousand dollar induction cooker? No, maybe, maybe an option potentially someday, but it really isn't impossible. It's really not that hard to use a torch and like heat it up and drop yep. it in to the mark. Which I saw somebody yeah, cool. good idea the other day use drill stops to set your depths on the tool. And then you can yeah. drop it to the stop. So I kind of just drop just them and hover in it until it shrinks. Oh, yeah. Cool. Cool. But I'm sure, I don't know. It's a little silly, I suppose, but it, it is nice to have really like. I'm just interested. Yeah. I really, I like how compact it is. I think if we mm. had the shrinker, I would definitely go to that. Oh, I guess there's also like the idea that you don't have to buy a collet and, you know, usually they come with a nut, obviously, but. And the and the ER holder, it's just kind of mm -hmm. all in one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Cool. How long do you have to wait for the to tool cool down so you can use the thing? I don't know the technical limit. <laughs> I usually throw it in the freezer for a while because we have a fridge <laughs> freezer right behind there, and then I sometimes forget about that and it gets too cold. <laughs> so that was my like, this is dumb. Time to get another ER or a shrink fit, the exact yeah. same one. So. That's the new cool. plan is to just always have a backup measured. So you just have to type in the number and you're off. And it actually paid off because I was gone. Ricky didn't know how to shrink them anyway. And yeah. then he just had to measure it. So um, awesome. Yeah. Worked out. Cool. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. How's your yeah, new good. last little bit? How's your new, I don't remember the name, Kitaplanta? How's that selling? Uh, no, we haven't sold any. Zero. Oh, what the fuck? I'm going to buy one right now. <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah. Oh my God. What? That's yeah, goofy. It seems like the perfect so, little little object. I know. It's low price, relatively low price point for our product range. 
It's one of those ones where there was a lot of enthusiasm for it on the socials. And then cr crickets, literally crickets. So we're making some anyway, and we're going to get them. We've got a plan to get them into some nurseries and plant stores. Yes. And just yeah. give them to those stores and say, here, have a nice little plant stand. I want to try engraving. Have you ever engraved a QR code? Into With the a tool applied? Yeah, like not no. a laser engraver. I've thought like about a, it. Like a, a I've relief. thought about it. I really want to try it to see if it works because if that works, then we'll send these plant stands out into stores with just like a little QR back to our website so that if people are interested in them, they can shop. So, yeah, we've had a couple of inquiries, people who would like to resell them, and we've just gone back to them and said, sorry, we don't have a resale, like a retail model, but you can have one in your store for nothing if it means that people, if it refers back mm. to us. So Yeah. We'll do that. And yeah, but yeah, Shopify sales are just crazy low. So that is interesting. I did check into some on that thought and going back to your turning off your advertising. Mm. I was checking on Google ads and I've had some set up for our Shopify store and retargeting stuff. And turns out those yeah. are like, I, I still am completely incredulous. I just feel like they all claim sales for, for when yeah. they're not really yeah. the actual. It's like somebody, the thought I always have is like, somebody has seen our stuff on Instagram or YouTube and they're like, oh, I need to look that, you know, what's Portland CNC? And they do that and they see an ad and they click on it, you know, like they're mm. actually already searching for us, but the ad shows mm -hmm. up first. Mm -hmm. And so apparently according to Google ads, we've been, doing some ridiculous row ass and <laughs> so i was like all right and so they're immediately like if you crank up this spend you'll send you'll convert nine more a month and i'm like oh really will i or will i just spend will more you? money mm. and drop the row ass yeah i'm really dubious about brand ads like bidding on your own name <laughs> kind of get the logic of it but like that just seems like throwing money away as well it's or yeah it's telling me that i'm bidding against like tools today and like so that's like a big they're a pretty large i think it might be owned by a mana is my guess mana tool but they they are well marketed and everybody knows about them i'm like why the hell would i be i mean like i guess i'm starting to be that but it's like we don't really cross over with them anyway just Mm. I don't know. It's working supposedly. I added like another couple dollars a day to just to see if it like actually would convert more. But I really think it's just people already know about us and that's the first thing they see when they search yeah. for it. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. Despite how ultra low product sales, I do feel good about the fact that we took the plunge with turning ads off and, you know, we're learning something now yeah potentially yeah I would are, like you, to are you tempted continue, to turn it continue. back on i i'm tempted to keep it off longer to be honest oh. just to get oh. more more insights but i feel like that's me being a bit stubborn potentially and maybe a bit stupid and not you know you know i kind of mm -hmm. want to i still want that clean break of like a no ad period but i think i should actually probably re-engage something like Pinterest and do like a really targeted just like, you know, for instance, 
John's idea the other day about Pinterest was like, why don't we just advertise Kitter Planter? So it's just like focus product, yep. much more measurable one platform and just see, you know, what that does. So mm-hmm. I quite like that idea. So we'll see. It is this really interesting. It's coinciding with pretty low sales otherwise. Mm. It, it makes you wonder, is it really just that, you know, or is it some other weird mm. confluence? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I want to sort of extend the trail further in case it is just the current yep. market, you know, blah, blah. But yeah, that's the end of my story. Yep. We didn't have a software yeah. corner. I had nothing for I software know. corner. I really, anymore. really wanted to push it, but. Don't press the button. Cool. All right. Well, so to, I need, I need, nice to be back. Happy birthday. Uh-huh. Happy yeah. parts department birthday. Yeah. I'm impressed. Happy what was that birthday, stat yeah. about like podcasts that make it past episode 10 or something? That. 90% <laughs> of podcasts don't make it past episode 10. I think we've made it. Yeah. We made it. It's Yeah. Yeah. I guess we made it. We've made it. <laughs> I got to save Ricky from cutting more cardboard because he's doing it right now. Quick. Get the laser going. Yeah. Bring on the lasers. Come on. Take care. Uh, I'll check you soon. Bye. Bye. I don't know what we do here. What happens? What do we do? I push stop recording and I'm going to hang up. Hopefully it's all there when we stop. (laughs) Bye.